Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on the show this week. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. For all of you new listeners out there, welcome if it's your first time. For all of you return listeners, Thank you so much for joining me again and coming back to the show. This week, we do have an interview. I uh, was able to get Miss AI here on the show this week. Now, I've already interviewed her over on the uh, as a part of the Independent Artist Spotlight with Track Stars. So we talk about her music, her last project, Sever Threads. So if you want to find out more about that, you can do so there. And I will try to put a link to that interview in the description of the show. But if not, you can check it out. Business or um track stars independent artist spotlight on soundcloud or uh or you can go to the website and find it there as well trackstars.com but uh before we jump into the interview with her this week i do want to thank truestrengthapparel.com for being a faithful patron to the show since pretty much day one uh if you want to find out how to support the show you can do so at businesswithbordeaux.com or if you just want to see some small business articles my blogs or check out the other podcast. You can do that over there as well. Businesswithbordeaux.com. And anyway, without further ado, here is the interview with AI. All righty, welcome back to another interview here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. So this week I have uh, a lady who I've actually already interviewed on the Independent Artist Spotlight over at Track Stars. But this time uh, I wanted to interview her about her entrepreneurship journey because she mentioned in the other interview that she was an entrepreneur and I was going to jump into that right then and there but I figured we might come back to that but uh but I do have with me this week Miss AI how's it been going since the last time we talked man everything's been going real busy awesome (laughs) awesome which is it's a good busy so um it's definitely it's definitely dope just learning how to take breaks learning to say yes to some breaks, you know. Gotcha. So I did see uh, that you dropped a new video. Um, yes. Yes. Since we, since we, uh, sat down together. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So how was, uh, how was that? It went really well. Um, I actually shot the video, man, maybe, maybe we shot that video last year, I believe, or earlier this year or something like that. Right. Um, right. You took, are you referring to Journal Entry 4? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. I, um, it was filmed by Tristan Barracks. He's from uh, the Toronto area. Dope dude. Um, yeah, so Journal Entry 4 in memory of is all about living in memory of those that, was, that were here before us. Jesus Christ, the disciples, everybody who um, proclaimed to be a Christ follower. Right, right. And you also went to the, uh, I think since the last time we talked, you went to the Kingdom Choice Awards. How was that experience? That was really, really amazing. It was pretty amazing. Um, the energy was great. Uh, everybody was very welcoming and, you know, it went really well. I thought it went really well. It was a great first time experience for me. That's awesome. I know, uh, I mean, you've been getting a lot of support from what I can see online. Yes. And uh, so not a lot of people are really eager to get some more music from you. But, you know, we have you here on the show, even though I love talking music. Uh, really want to talk about what you do outside of just music, because if anybody follows you on Instagram, we see a lot of, uh, of what you do with kids. And yes. um, 
So you do uh, photo classes, you teach photography, and uh, you also, as you said in our last interview, you do a lot of uh, you know youth activity stuff. And so I just I have a feeling that you love working with kids in general. Is that right? Yes, I love working with young people. Um, they're so they just keep it real, you know. Keep <laughs> right. it real. They're uh, very innocent. Um, and just the the opportunity to ignite some kind of fire or flame in them is just amazing to me. I remember when I was a young person and I remember, excuse me, different organizations and entities and people, mentors coming into the classroom and like, like demonstrating something. And it's like, wow, I didn't know you could do that. You know, I learned about photography around 15 or so. And I was in a really, really dark spot in my life. And uh, really, like, um, very depressed during that time. And um, contemplating suicide and things like that. And uh, I got involved in this program called Yo Buffalo. It's Youth Opportunity Buffalo here in my city. Represent 716. <laughs> <laughs> there was this program called Yo Buffalo. And, and there were so many opportunities that were presented to us. From learning about video to learning about photography to just learning about how to be an employee, how to be a business-minded person, how to be professional, how to network. Uh, we went out of town several times. Just all of these different things at that time in my life, it was so important to me. And um, I learned about photography through another program connected to that called SEPA Gallery. And at SEPA, I learned about I learned about um developing photos in a dark room. And I was, I was done from there, you know, watching photos being developed to me, that was like, that was amazing to me. It was like magic, you know, um, putting it through the chemical process. Um, it, it was just nothing like it. And then actually taking the camera and learning that that camera could be my weapon. It could be my voice and I could capture, uh, Whatever, you know, I could capture whatever I wanted to, to express what I felt. And um, it was nothing like that, that feeling. And so I, 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 I hungered for it. And so I kept going to SEPA Gallery and I kept going. And the lady there, her name is Lauren Tent. I actually still work with Lauren here in Buffalo. Um, she, she saw that fire and flame in me and she gave me the opportunity to work with her. From there, it developed into working with youth. Right, right. So when was the first time you found yourself teaching somebody, like actually teaching somebody like, you know, kind of in the way you do now? Um, honestly, I, I feel like my first ever job, I think I was 14. There's this thing called Mayor Summer Youth here in Buffalo. And my first job was a counselor. I always knew I wanted to work with young people. I okay. knew that, fact, you know, um, I, I just, I knew how it felt to be a young person and the stuff that I went through, I wanted to be able to work with them. So um, just teaching young people uh, different, I was always artsy, teaching them different arts and crafts at this summer camp. Uh, I was like a junior camp counselor. I knew that, you know, that's what I wanted to do. So from there it developed, like I said, then I learned about SEPA Gallery, Yo Buffalo and everything, and it developed into more. Um, 
I say about like 14 is when I first started Dang. with teaching, you know, teach being in front of young people, teaching them something. That's I awesome. Think, yeah. So were yeah. you, were, were you getting paid at that point? Or oh yeah. The mayor's youth program, we, we all got paid 14 years old. We got, we got checks <laughs> and we were excited and we went and spent all of our money. <laughs> but, um, I learned through that process, learned about saving and everything, but, yeah, we we were we got paid, and I say we it was a it was a lot of us youth who went through the program of um, the mayor's summer youth program um, to get you know we basically learned about being and just being a worker you know and learning about the taxes being taken out of your check and things like that and, you know we went through that process it was dope. I really feel like in. You know, I heard somebody say, you know, in schools at the point, you know, in, in that age range, kids need to start learning about taxes and, and seeing what it's like. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I, I know it's part of us parents teaching our kids. And yeah. um, so, but, you know, so whenever I give my daughter any money, I explain to her, I got to keep some of it for tax. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. But, um. <laughs> Well, that's, that's cool. So, uh, at this point now, uh, you know, how does your, your, your teaching the work, like how, how does your, how, how are your classes kind of formatted? Do you teach out of, uh, like, do you have a classroom? Is it, do you kind of go on the go? How, how does all that kind of, you manage all that stuff now? So right now, um, it's, it's exciting right now. What I'm doing, I work as an independent contractor. And um, I work, I still, what's crazy is I still work with SEPA Gallery. <laughs> Just recently, I um, resigned from my regular nine to five. I love that job, but um, my family, we wanted to shift and to be able to make um, my time more available for the household, also for my mom. She um, fell not too long ago, my adoptive mom, and I wanted to be there for her. And then, you know, I have a 17-month-old girl which I want to be more part of her life. So, um, yeah, just recently resigned. So I jumped back into working with SEPA Gallery. So I work with, I work with them as a teaching artist. I also work with this organization called Young Audiences, which is an arts and education organization. I work with them as a teaching artist, um, you know, providing uh, different art activities and art workshops. And then I work within my business, Get Focused Productions slash Young and Focused, um, as an independent contractor to go into the schools and teach um, film, photography, or what have you. So how it would usually run, you know, a school or an organization, after-school program reaches out to the organization, and, um, you know, they might ask for me specifically to come in and do some type of workshop. And, uh, you know, take it from there. I go into the school or the after-school program and, um, you know, I teach, I do my thing. You know, I teach uh, film and photography. Everything is all structured um, based upon whatever skill level they're at. You know, I, I've worked, as far as film and photography, it's more middle school up to high school, things like that. Um, but, yeah, typically I go in in that, in that way. So do all these kids, they already come with their cameras? No, um, not lately. That'd be dope. I know the one that, <laughs> um, yeah, it would be dope because, you know, they can 
learn more about their camera. Uh, a lot of youth don't have their own camera. What they're more, um, what they're more used to is their phones, right. you know. And what I do is teach them about the actual camera, whether it's the point and shoot or it's the DSLR, you know, really teaching them about how to utilize that camera. But also the skills that they learn, they can be, they can even increase their photography skills with their phone camera. But yeah, the different organizations that I work within have their own cameras that they provide. And um, I'm working within my business to save up for a set of cameras so that when I go into the schools on my own, um, the organization doesn't have to, you know, have so much money in their budget for something like that. So, yeah, I'm working towards getting some cameras. Well, that's awesome. So, I mean, would this just be something you, I mean, I, I'm assuming you would just bring with you to every class. Yes. And they would use it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, yeah, that's, that's definitely uh seems like the more safe way to handle it so yeah. is there um i know we're working with kids you know you have different kids with different attitudes how was it easy for me what well, how is it easy uh how easy is it for you to kind of transition from one type of learner to another because i know teaching in general you know just overall like the public school system it's very um uh, you know, like, like a factory, you know, this, everything is kind of the same thing. So how do you, uh, how easy for you to transition from one type of child learning to another? Uh, is that difficult? Does it, Yeah. how do you, you know, dedicate how, how much time you give to one student from another, you know, how was that balance? Um, I'm, I'm smiling and laughing because, uh, man, I've, I've been doing this for a long time. And I think that at this point it is innate. Like it's just part of me. Um, so it's hard to pinpoint like how I do it. I'm just trying to think back to a particular class. I don't, I, the classes are small in size as far as audience. Most of the time it's maybe 10 to 15 students. Um, However, the students down at the school that I teach, not too far from where I live, I'm, I'm dealing with maybe 20, 25 students at one time. I have third graders down there. So, yeah, there's different types of learners, different types of attitudes, different types of characters and personalities. Honestly, this might sound cliche, but I really try to basically you have to put on patience you have to utilize the skills that you learn within the bible patience um kindness meekness just temperance all of those things you know when dealing with any given situation if a student is having a little trouble um understanding a certain concept i i either explain it again to the whole class or i go to that student depending on that temperament or the uh the type of student you're dealing with you know um, every student is different, you know, uh, most of the time the teacher is, the teacher is in the classroom. So that also helps, you know, with understanding what, what characteristics or what personalities I have in the classroom. But for the most part, patience, I think, I think is the key when dealing with any given situation, you know, just approaching it with patience. I have my son in the room and I think he's acting like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> what <are you> doing? <laughs> so silly. Well, 
He's utilizing some patience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. That's all good. That's all good. So uh, I, I did have another question, and I, I kind of want to transition back to whenever you went uh, from your your nine to five to this job. Mm-hmm. Did you know like what type of income situation you're going to be transitioning into? Because because uh, it sounds like you know a lot of your business comes from organizational, you know, through independent contracting. Yes. So did you, did you have any idea like how much work you would have to replace that income? Was that a, you know, how did you factor that into the the decision? Well, I had to definitely factor that into the situation, obviously. Um, My husband and I had to really sit down and crunch numbers and say, okay, how much money would I need to bring to the table um, in order for us to live comfortably, um, you know, means that we may have a, we may have cut some things out of our lives and things like that. But yeah, I had to have a number, like how much money did I need per month? You know, um, I did a whole lot of setting up and planning before I left. Uh, I knew what I, what I needed um, to set up before I left. So I, you know, obviously I was saving prior to me leaving. I had to save and then I had to actually reach out like to SEPA. I reached out to Lauren. I said, hey, you know, I'm going to be leaving my job soon. Um, I'm looking to do some more independent contract work. She was excited. So then I started setting up dates. She needed me at a school. Like I'm at that school every week. So that's work always coming in. Um, outside of that, just connecting with other organizations that I worked with before I basically tried to set it up for until the end of the year to know that okay every month with these contracts set up and in place I'm going to have this amount of money per month and then you have the photography and the video portion to it so my teaching is kind of like my base right no every month I'm going to get this much and then the photography and video is on top of that. You know, it's just basically planning ahead. You always have to plan ahead. So I think uh, I do appreciate you were talking about crunching numbers and stuff and pre-planning ahead of time. Cause I feel like sometimes people just have a mindset of what well, God's calling me to do this. He's going to provide, you know, and, and they just kind of stick to that. Yeah. but And, you know, don't worry about tomorrow, that kind of stuff. And, right. And, and I don't, I don't think, don't worry about tomorrow. I don't think that translation tra- translates into don't plan. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> exactly. uh, and when you have kids, you know, yeah. you got a lot more riding on it. Exactly. So, so, um, to speak on that, you know, I, I, I want to say that I have a high level of faith. I've been in a lot of circumstances, um, not many, I'm assuming not many people know that. I was a single mother for about uh, two to maybe three years um, with my son before I met my husband. And um, I know what it feels like to crunch numbers and to, to make, you know, decisions based upon, you know, what my son has to eat. I might not eat tonight, but my son is going to eat, or I might not be able to do this or this or that, or my bank account might look like this, but I trust God that he will provide. However, he's given me strength 
and he's given me a brain and tools and skills and passions that I can use to um, to make ends meet, you know? So you're trusting him with the, the abilities that he's given you in order to do what it is that you need to do to make ends meet, you know? So yes, I trust God. He's going to provide. And you know what? He has provided a lot of opportunities. Um, a lot of opportunities have come my way since I've resigned. I have to make sure I work on those opportunities. I have to steward my actions. I have to steward my relationships to make sure I call these people back, email them on time. I have to make sure that I'm being business-minded in this situation because that would be godly. That would be Christ-like. Um, that is what Christians or how we steward what we do and what we have and what he's given us. That's what we, you know, that's how we have to live. And so that people can see that within you. And um, you gain more opportunities from there, you know. So that's kind of how I look at it. You know, I do have faith, but I'm not going to jump into something blindly. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm just going to quit my job. And, you know, hopefully these things come to pass because I'm trusting in God. And, you know, he got my back. Like, no, <laughs> no, let's be smart here. I trust God is going to give me the strength, the endurance, the the doors that he will open. I have to walk through those doors, you know. He gives me that ability. Right, right. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm just so glad you broke that down because I think a lot of people struggle with that. Like, you know, I feel like God's calling me to do something. Uh, am I not having enough faith? Am I depending too much on my ability to put it all on paper? Uh, do you believe that there is a, a point in time where you do something like this where you might not have the numbers right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you, you mean just jumping out and doing doing it and you plan, 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 but things don't come about? Is that what you mean? Yeah, like, I mean, because a lot of people, they can't get it figured out on paper how I'm able to make this leap. And so a lot of people will make a leap without knowing, without seeing, you know, the, the other side being a clearer landing. And so I think, you know, there's some people who have the mind, and, and by people, I mean Christians. There's yeah. some Christians who have the mindset of if you can't, figure it out on paper, don't do it, it's irresponsible. And then some people feel like, well, if I don't do it, then uh, that means I don't have enough faith. Do you feel like there's some type of balance in there somewhere? I think there is some type of balance in there. Um, faith, hmm. It's tricky. You know what I'm saying? Only you know what you know. I only can speak in my opinion. You know what I mean? Right. My own opinion, this is what I live by and what has worked for me. Um, planning is important. Preparation is important. To me, um, without that, things can be chaotic. Uh, have I jumped out and been like, okay, I'm just going to do this? It's tough for me because I, I don't operate like that. I'm a, I, I like to operate with things on paper. Okay, this makes sense. Let's move forward. You know, lately there has been some things where it's like, I'm not sh like, I have this vision. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work, but I know that if I don't make a move, it's never going to get done. So I'll learn as I go. But having that mindset, understanding, okay, this is a situation I'm putting myself into. So if it doesn't work, I can't blame it on me not having enough faith or blame it on myself or um, saying maybe this is not what God wanted for me. You know, it just didn't work. 
So let's go back to the planning stage and figure out, okay, well, maybe I should try this. Or maybe this is not going to work for me, period. You know what I'm saying? It just depends on you, the person, depends on the given circumstance and the, uh, the priorities that you have in your life. You know, there was a point where I wanted to jump into doing photography and video, but it just didn't make sense. You know, I actually, we actually did try. I did actually do um, the video and photography for about a year and um, it just didn't work. It didn't work. Um, we weren't ready. We weren't there yet. You know, did we have enough faith? Mm, I wouldn't say it's a faith thing. I think it was uh, a me wanting to just jump in and do it because I knew, but not keeping in mind that maybe my husband wasn't ready at that time. You know, so this time my husband was very ready and very, you know, like, yo, I'm, I'm ready with you. And, and I was ready as well. And I, you know, I wanted, we had to be on one accord in order for, for it to work. And it's working, you know, before it was like chaos didn't work, you know, right. now that we're both on the same wavelength, you know, or, or we're happy. We're in the same, we're in a different space in our life and it works. Right. So you were talking about doing video and photography before. Are you talking about just you as a photographer and a videographer? Like you were going out and doing photos and stuff for, for pay? Mm -hmm. Yes. So you weren't teaching before? What, teaching photography and video? Before? Yeah, when you, you were saying you were saying before you were just you were doing photography and videography. Were you talking about just from a like a a freelancer, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I actually I actually went and jumped into doing get focused productions. For, okay. I was doing video, I was doing photography, I was teaching and everything. But like I said, it just didn't work. I tried gotcha. it for about a you know, shy a little shy of a year, but you know, it just it didn't work out. So I went back to work. I went back to my nine to five. Gotcha. So, I mean, are you still doing the same thing now or is there anything different you're doing from then? Do you think it was just a, a time frame situation? Like I said, it was, it was the time frame, and I was ready. My husband wasn't ready. Okay. Okay. Um, and th and that, that does make a huge difference. That doesn't take anything away from the love of my life. <laughs> right, right. That's that. I think that's a learning opportunity that you you both have to be ready. You can't, you know, one person, you know, he only say, yeah, you know, yeah, okay, I'll be with you. With, I'll, you know, I'll support you on this. But my 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 husband is so he's so into. He loves me so much. And this is what people do when they love. Like, I love hard. He loves hard. He saw that I was passionate and he, you know, wanted to support me on that. Um, we weren't ready, you know. So in this space that we're in now, we've grown and developed and we're ready now. You know what I mean? It takes. Right. It, it takes that. It takes both to be able to say, okay, let's make this move. Yeah. And I would agree. Um. I've seen a lot of times where even with myself, uh, with friends of mine, they tried to, to go do something that they were very passionate about. Their spouse wasn't a hundred percent on board. 
And so therefore their spouse wasn't trying to do everything they could in their power to make sure their, their spouse was successful. Right. And, um, which that, that matters a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you cause exactly. your spouse needs to be there helping you as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think in, in our situation, you know, it was a, it was a lot of, the, I, I, it was towards the beginning of our marriage too. That it just, Oh, wow. It just, you know, and, and it was partly on me. I, I was trying to explain to him, like, you know, I know what I'm doing. I got this, you know, and it just, it doesn't work like that. You know, I had to learn to be patient. I had to learn to be submissive and just allow time to, be, you know, and um, develop. I had to develop. You know what I mean? And and I did. I developed and our relationship developed. And um, right. we came to a space where we both were ready. We came to a space where we both could give 100%. So that, you know, we both can be successful. So whenever, um, do you have certain, like, do you have a regular basic schedule that you go by in your job? Or do you have, like, are you able to flex that all with, with kind of being an entrepreneur? How does your schedule work? Because I know you said, like, you wanted more flexibility, time with your family. Yeah. How was that, you know, how, how, how was managing that right now? Uh, to be honest, I'm still trying to, <laughs> I'm not going to front here. I'm still trying to get a grip of it. But for the most part, Monday through Wednesday, you know, I have my time with my daughter. Uh, my work schedule is really like Thursday through Saturday. You know, um, I might do re I might do editing work and uh, prep work at night. You know, you know, entrepreneur life, entrepreneurship is like early mornings, late nights. You never... You never sleep, really. You might take naps, but you don't really sleep. But, yeah, so I try to schedule my time. Um, you know, priorities are first. Whatever clients that I have, you know, take care of their work, take care of the editing process, and just try to have my to-do list and have the priorities on top, what have you. But, yeah, I, I have limited time, in a sense, so, I you know, I, I want to spend time with my daughter, you know, while she's at home with me. I don't want to have to sit in front of the computer and, you know, she's off playing or what have you. So I try to dedicate my time to her when she's taking her nap. I do the work that I have to do. You know, it's a grind. I do what I, you know, you do what you have to do. You make you make the move. Right. Yeah, I I definitely uh, feel on that. This morning, uh, when my little one was sleeping, I was doing some work. And the funny thing is, when she was taking a nap, I was, I was really tired. And I was like, do I take a nap with her? Right. Or do I get work done? Man. It's like trying to figure out, you know, what's how do you prioritize much needed to sleep with yes. needing to get work done? Man, and you bringing up sleep. Sleep is so important. Like, you know, my motto is go all in. And, and honestly, yes, I do. I go all in. And I can go all in to the point where I'm neglecting myself. You know, I, I can easily go for two days and not sleep. Because when you're editing video and working on photos, you just you're zoned out, you know. Um, that's not healthy. 
Now it's part of the grind, you know, you know, and I know like it's part of the grind, but also like I talked to one of my friends on the phone not too long ago and she was saying like, I know you say you go all in, but girl, going all in, you have to make sure you get some rest too. That's how you <laughs> continue to go all in. You got to get rest. You got to sleep. You got to eat and you got to make sure you eat healthy in order to, you know, keep moving at the pace you want to move at. So right. Rest is so important. I feel you on that. Like, I put my daughter to for her nap, and I'm just contemplating, like, do I take little Z's real quick? Or, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, my wife and I, you know, she's uh, she's not at school. We she has a day off. You know, we'll we'll question: Do we get stuff in the house done, or or do we try to rest? Which one? So, uh, yeah, I mean, both's important, you know. So, yeah. Uh, so how was, you know, being an entrepreneur, uh, you know, you, you're still doing some music and you're still doing some shows here and there. Uh, is that kind of part of your entrepreneurial journey or are you just considering that kind of on to, on the side? So I've been figuring, I've been trying to figure out how to implement everything or, um, it's a good word merge everything into one because the model is all in and these are the different aspects that I go all in for you know family business uh, youth or what have you uh, of course first and foremost God my walk with Christ you know so if if that is kind of the brand then it does kind of come together and that's what I was trying to I've been trying to figure out how to merge that it's tough because Having a business, especially, you know, photography, film, or what have you, and then music, especially with it being Christian-based, it can be tough to to kind of have those two to be together in a sense. Um, however, uh, there is, you know, there has been different opportunities where um, I've been trying to present uh, doing a show, but working with some youth as well like when i you know go out of town or different things like i don't i don't want to just stand on a stage and perform you know is it impactful to do so yeah it can be but my passion and my drive is to like if i'm going to perform at a at a if somebody wants me to come to perform i want to do something like with a group maybe of young people it could be adults or what have you but even if it's explaining the music because to stand up here and like, you know, yeah, we putting our hands up and down, you know, I spit this, I say that, you know, oh man, that's that's good, she's good. Wow, look at her. It doesn't fit to the core of the message that's being taught within this music. Right. So being able to actually then sit down to explain, or let me listen to y'all. What's going on with y'all? Like, what do you need prayer for? What? What's going on in your life? Uh, how can I be of service to you? You know, um, I really desire to do performances, connect a as well as some type of workshop. You know, let me work with your youth. Let me teach them photography or teach them about entrepreneurship or some kind of uh, art activity. You know what I mean? So that I can, so they can see me on a different level. You know, it's not just this, oh, you know, she's up there and I can't, can't get to know her, you know. So 
to answer your question, that's the way that I would like to connect the two. Is I have um, it's like a project kind of movement called Young and Focus, which I my my hope and prayer is for it to become either an organization or a, a um, foundation where I highlight young people uh, that are looks like my batteries. Okay, I'm good. Where I like young people that are dedicated to to their arts, academics, or the community. And within Young and Focused, I teach different programs and activities and things like that. So if I come to do a show, I want to be able to give the other part of me too, my other passion, which is to teach, you know, right. and educate. Have you thought about, have you ever done any uh, entrepreneurship teaching? Yeah. I've done um, a little bit of, dabbed a little bit in that with some youth at, uh, I shouldn't say dabbed. Let me, if my, if my husband was here, he would have been like, no, no, you, you did this, this and that. Uh, I started up a program called Artworks. It was based off of some, another program that was done or other programs that were done at other young audiences, organizations in different cities. So it's an apprenticeship uh, that youth would come in, you know, they're in high school and they would work underneath a mentor or an apprentice, apprentice and um, an artist. Yes, my son <laughs> telling me what I need to say, <laughs> but um, they work under this mentor and they learn from them. Now, we had three different sections. We had. The book arts, where students created sketchbooks, buttons. They actually learned about uh, letter pressing or letter. Mm -hmm. I think it's letter pressing, where they worked in the actual center, the book arts center, and they learned how to screen print, make books, and things like that. And then you had this other section where students learned about videography. They actually worked at uh, our public access um center here in buffalo and they learned how to work the cameras for tv and then there was another section where they learned about visual arts where they learned about painting drawing cartooning illustrating and things like that so they worked under an artist in each one of those sections and uh they developed skills under that and they got paid so in that program i also taught entrepreneurship skills um i taught about job readiness skills we i taught them um based upon the book seven habits for highly effective teens yeah they each got that book they each got a work workbook with it um and then they also walked away with a career um binder to teach them like this is what i need to do if i'm looking into a school um they even took i believe like a skill set test to see the, what they were passionate about, what skills they had, and what kind of jobs is were based off of those, uh, based off of that information. So yeah, I did. I did like a whole program that. Yeah, that doesn't sound like dab at all. I know. <laughs> I, if if he would if he was watching this, he would be so upset with me. He'd be like, "I Tina, you always do that. You always take the humble road." So, but. You know, hopefully he'll be proud that <laughs> it went into detail and explained all of that. Make so. sure he hears this, mate. Make sure he hears it and yeah, how you he's explained be so it. Yeah, so proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Alrighty. Yeah. So, so what's next? Do you have anything? Uh, are you just going to keep doing the teaching these classes? Do you have anything else in store? Uh, what What's coming up next for uh, for Miss AI? So, I'm going to continue to work at what I'm good at, and what I'm good at right now is, you know, doing video photography, teaching those classes. Um, my hope is to expand, you know, uh, as much as I can. I'm only one person right now, but I desire to have a team of young people to teach them and train them, excuse me, so that they then can create their own kind of companies and um, definitely help me and gain some type of uh, um, gain, gain money, get right, money right. From, you know, helping me out with what I'm doing and just so they can learn, you know, learn from me. Um, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing what the, doing with what I'm doing. Yeah, that's my number one goal in life is to be able to provide other people with work, yeah. with, with jobs and something to learn from and grow and then turn around and go and create their own thing. Exactly. That's, a, that's, that's huge for me. It's huge for me, uh, especially for those who might not have the same opportunities as, as other people for whatever reasons. Right, right. And so I, I highly respect that. And I thank you for, for, for really trying to instill uh, these, these skills, the knowledge, abilities in these young people. And, um, and I, I don't think enough people respect the arts enough. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm glad that there are still some people that care about that. Like I know a lot of schools are pulling arts and music away from, from the curriculum and, uh, which I really hate that, but, yeah. but it's I love terrible. what you're doing. Uh, I see it on Instagram all the time. Uh, I, I hope other people are seeing your Instagram and that's, uh, you know, can, can prove that what you're doing is working and keeping the kids engaged because uh, I, I love seeing that uh, even with your own kids, you know, we see your son up there a lot. So, um, you know, whether or not he's helping you or <laughs> like, like he did in this interview. So uh, I know he hears me and I appreciate your help, young man. Read the book. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, uh, well, hey, uh, where can everybody reach you at if they have any questions or anything uh, they need to find out about you? Um, you can reach me as far as business wise, getfocusproductions.com, and that's focus, that's F O K U S D. Um, you can definitely reach me through the website. You can email me at getfocus.gmail.com. Um, you know, I'm on social media, go AI music. That's fine as well. Um, young and focused. That's one of the things that I'm really trying to push. I do way too much, but <laughs> young and focused is like really, all of these are my passions, but it, it really means a lot when people check that out. You know, these young people that I'm highlighting through the videos, they need it. And the reason why I'm so passionate about that is because there were adults who highlighted me, you know, my one of my first set of photos that I printed and developed, one of those photos were used as an advertisement for SEPA Gallery. I was 15. That took my mind to a whole nother level. Like, wow, you thought that my photo was good enough to use for your advertisement? Right. And beyond that, um, a council member, uh, you know, a politician, uh, Crystal Peoples here in Buffalo, she bought a photo from me. Wow. 
at I was 15 or 16. He bought that photo from me that meant so much to me, you know, and just being I was in the newspaper for photography. Those things really, really helped. And I think it has a lot to do with why I'm in this space now, because people believed in me enough to highlight me. It's so important to highlight our youth because it puts them on a in a position where like, wow, oh, I guess I am good at this. Well, let me keep going. Right. Let me see what else I can do. And that support that you get really pushes you. You never know what kind you never know who you have in front of you. That's why I try to deal with every young person with respect, regardless of how they are. I'm going to respect them because I don't know who I'm dealing with. You may become who knows, who knows what you may become. But you might remember me as that one who was very motivating to you and pushing you to another level. So any youth that I'm in front of, I want to make sure that I'm being as respectful as motivating, as inspiring as possible. So Young and Focus is all about igniting and um, highlighting young people, igniting their passions. So, yeah, Young and Focus, um, that's Young and Focus, F-O-K-U-S-D. You'll find that on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or what have you, you know. Get Focus Productions, Go AI Music. Gotcha. Yeah, all that. <laughs> all right, so y'all make sure y'all hit her up. Uh, I, I appreciate you doing another interview with me this time on the business with Bordeaux podcast. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing some folks thanking you down the road for, for what you're instilling into them. Uh, looking forward to some more music whenever you're able to get some of that done. Uh, <laughs> Working no. on. so, so we're, we're going to keep our ears open, keep our yeah. ears open. Might be reaching out for another interview when the new album drops or a project or a mixtape or about it i can't wait to start talking about it or uh you know everybody's waiting to hear who the next big you know female artist is going to get signed especially right now and i think everybody's looking your direction but you know it is what it is so (laughs) (laughs) all right well again thank you so much for doing this interview and uh until next time i hope things continue to do well for you I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right. All righty. That was the interview with AI. Again, her website is getfocusedproductions.com. Focus is F-O-K-U-S-D. Getfocusedproductions.com. Go AI Music on all her social media platforms. Check her out. Um, I mean, she's doing some great things working with these kids, and I appreciate her sharing her her story. And you can see on her Instagram page how much she really loves what she does. And so, you know, that's something that I strive all of us to be able to do is to be able to make a living doing something you love doing that has a purpose to it, that changes the lives of others. And that's the whole reason for the show is to help do that in whatever way <laughs> I can make that possible. So, um, Thank you, AI, for sharing your story with us. And again, you can check her out on the Independent Artist Spotlight to find out more about her music specifically and all the influences behind that. So anyway, uh, one thing I wanted to mention real quick. This is kind of off topic completely, but it just happened in the sports world and it's got a business agenda to it. So I did want to bring it up real quick. And uh, I was going to do a whole podcast about it, but I figured no need. So if anybody knows me, you know I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. Now, 
Sean Puff Daddy Combs, Sean Combs, Brother Love, whatever you want to call him. He was talking about buying the uh, the Carolina Panthers. Now, I don't know if he's got that much extra cash laying around to just buy the Panthers. He may have to find some people to team up with. But I will say this, though. I feel like he needs to make sure he has an understanding of what owning an NFL franchise team means. Uh, you know, a team of the NFL. Uh, he was talking about in the Instagram video, throwing a party and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's fun and dandy and all that stuff. But you got to make sure you know what you're doing when you buy into something. And so I just wanted to say that to make sure all of you understand before you get into something, make sure you know about it. Make sure you know how it works and it functions. Don't just jump into something, put a whole bunch of money into something without knowing anything about it. This would be an investment for uh, for Sean Combs. As for you, if you're going to invest any money anywhere, make sure you learn about whatever that is and know it well. Like Understand how it works, whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's mutual funds, whether it's stocks, Like no matter what it is. Make sure you understand what it is you're getting into. And anyway, I just wanted to share that real quick. But I do want to thank uh, TrueStrengthApparel.com for being an awesome patron for the show, as well as Mr. WordPress Stan at WPStan.com. If you need a website designed for you or built for you, make sure you hit him up at WPStan.com. And Mr. LT Smith, as always, make sure you check him out. His music page will be provided in the description of the show. And so if you want to support the show, you can do so. Head over to businesswithbordeaux.com and you can find out how to do so there. And if you happen to get a minute while you're searching the web, check out Trackstars over on trackstars.com. Have some phenomenal things over there. They got a brand new music video, which features a CHH artist Tadashi. And I thought that was all. Actually, it's, it's Tadashi's music video. Sorry. Tadashi and it's got Trackstars in it. So I, I thought that was really awesome. And uh, so shout out to Tadashi for that. I don't know if you'll ever listen to this, but anyway, love what you're doing. Appreciate the love of track stars. Appreciate the track stars loves for this show and for myself as well. And so anyway, uh, until next time, I hope everybody, I don't know if I'll be back before Christmas, but if I don't make it back before Christmas, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Enjoy time with your family best you can. And I will see you next time. Thanks and God bless.